The Double H Attack is back. Hubner. Come on, turn Hanley. This is the Points Bet Sportsbook Pregame Show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And welcome back in. It's the Points Bet Illinois pregame show on ESPN 1000. The 3 0 Bears hosting the 2 1 Indianapolis Colts at Soldier Field. Late start today because of the uh, postponement of some games, including the New England game. So the Bears get moved from a noon start to 325, and we'll try to keep that record perfect as they host the Colts today at Soldier Field. And uh, we are here till 315, taking your calls 312 332 3776. And uh, right now we welcome in Jeff Dickerson, the man who covers your Chicago Bears for ESPN 1000 and a veteran uh, a reporter covering the NFL. Hey, J.D., how are you doing? Oh, Brian, guys, doing, doing fantastic. Uh, what a beautiful afternoon for football. I do have to say, from a traffic standpoint, I am enjoying the no fans uh, at Soldier Field. But from an ambiance standpoint, it's so disappointing because I couldn't think of a better afternoon to be tailgating, you know, getting ready for this game. But just like last game here, there's just, uh, there's nobody really. So it's kind of eerie and strange to see them warming up with no one inside or outside the stadium. But it is going to be a beautiful uh, afternoon when they finally kick the football off here at 325. Well, J.D., so many storylines. Obviously, the obvious one, Nick Foles gets the starting call after taking over for Mitch Trubisky, a surprise move last week. At least I thought for sure that Mitch Trubisky would get the, the remainder of that game, and, and maybe they would have uh, talked about a quarterback switch if the Bears had lost that game. In fact, Nick Foles saves the day. But you have Frank Reich, his former offensive coordinator at Philadelphia, when they win a Super Bowl, and he's a Super Bowl MVP. So Frank Reich knows Nick Foles maybe better than uh, Matt Nagy knows Nick Foles at this point. You have the Indianapolis defense. You're sitting atop. Uh, the league in so many defensive categories, but not sure how good this defense is because of the opponents they've played. And conversely, you look at the Bears 3-0, and and we've all sat through those three games and maybe still surprised that they're perfect as far as the record goes, but they found a way, and you just wonder how good this 3-0 and Bears team is. You have to, Brian. All very valid points. I mean, again, and I hate to stress this every single week that we talk, but if you look around the NFL and you see all the injuries to key players and you see teams struggling that normally would not be struggling, and there are so many you know, franchises right now in crisis, uh, and the Bears are not one of them, believe it or not. I mean, it's so rare to change a starting quarterback when you're 3-0. and I think the last time we had ESPN stats information look that up for us, the last time it changed their starting quarterback at 3-0 was the 1979 Miami Dolphins. I mean, that, that's a long wow. time since that's happened. Um, but it is a, a soft 3-0. and I mean, you would have to be naive to, to not think that they were so lucky to beat um, Atlanta last week, Detroit in week one. They did not play very inspiring football in the second half against the Giants. This is a better test today. Is it an elite team they're facing? No, it's not. But the Colts, Brian, as you mentioned, look, they do have a scoring defense uh, they've been effective defensively. They're playing well. And then offensively, look, this is a team that, that's always been built to run the football behind that offensive line. They haven't really gotten in a groove yet running the ball like I know they'd like to. They've had some injuries. They've got Jonathan Taylor now, uh, the promising rookie out of Wisconsin. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to carry the ball a lot. And then there's Phillip Rivers, who will, will turn the ball over. There's no doubt. But he is a quarterback that, historically speaking, has a very high completion percentage and a guy still at this age that can stretch the field and hit you on those big impact plays. So if they win today at 4-0 and and then come back Thursday and, and knock off the Bucks, I mean, they're halfway home uh, to a playoff appearance, believe it or not. Wow. So, yeah, it's not the strongest 3-0, and but, man, at 3-0, and <laughs> you'll take that any day of the week regardless of how you get there. Hey, J.D., this is Mark Zander. Um, on, on the idea of this no-loss record, does this feel any better this week than it was no loss going into last week's game? I think, Mark, they feel a little more confident. Now, this could all just blow up. I mean, 
you know, this could mm-hmm. be a bad afternoon. And it, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. Nick Foles could go yeah. out there and look terrible. And I'm not sure if the fans would be calling for Mitch to come back. But, I mean, it could, you know, it could <laughs> not go according to plan. But I think there is a belief that this is just a – it's a better option for them where they are as a team because they're going to get more consistent production out of the quarterback position. And you're not going to have these pronounced highs and these low, low lows. I mean, Nick Foles is going to make mistakes. He's going to throw picks, of course. But he's just a guy that has, in his career, when he's been healthy, for the most part, has played at a relatively decent level. And I think they feel like if they get the defense playing better, like it should be playing better, but it hasn't been, with all those pro bowlers on that side of the ball, they just need steadier play, but they also need to capitalize on those big plays when they present themselves. I mean, you know, really, if, if they don't come back and win that game last week, even if they come up one touchdown short, you could have said, well, if Trubisky hits Anthony Miller before the end of the first half on a ball he absolutely should have completed, mm-hmm. that's the difference between wins and losses. And that's been the problem with Trubisky is – there are these moments in the last three-plus years where he's had a chance to, to hit a big play, which can completely change the outcome of a game, and more times than not, he does not do it. So, you know, it, it is tougher for us, Mark and Brian. I, again, I hate to say this every week, but it just it is when you're not in the building and you're not there yeah, to yeah. sense the confidence and feel the confidence. Only so much of that comes over via Zoom, but it does seem like they, they are expecting a more – there's a better shot today of them playing four consistent quarters of offense than it would have been if Trubisky still would have been the quarterback. It's okay. That's and I think JD. That's what Bears fans are looking for, just uh, consistency. But, you know, JD, that said, how does the offense change? Uh, Nick's going to work out of the, the shotgun. Right. Uh, you know, Mitch was working under center more, than, more so this year than he had been. Um, this is a very aggressive Colts defense, as we've been talking about. How do you how do you combat that? Do you go to a shorter passing game, screen game, misdirection? Uh, how does a, a pocket passing quarterback like Nick Foles, uh, how's uh, Matt Nagy change that offense, if at all? Well, I, th- I think, Brian, I think the ball does come out of his hand pretty quick. I think it had been come out of his hand pretty quick whenever we saw him play. I don't think that's a huge issue, but, yeah, of course. I mean, he's going to operate more out of the shotgun, maybe even exclusively out of the shotgun. He's more of an RPO style. Of quarterback, he doesn't move like Trubisky. Um, you know, Mitch is a very good athlete, and I, and quite frankly, I thought he was doing a nice job sometimes when they had him under center. I thought that was a really good adjustment Matt Nagy made and the coaching staff made this off season. I don't see Nick Foles doing as much of that. He's just a little bit of a different style of quarterback. How it changes is Brian. Not to make it too simple, but I think they're just looking for better decision making. And they're looking to, for someone that sees mm-hmm. the field and can capitalize on those plays downfield. When the play is there to be made, they feel like there is a better than reasonable chance that Nick Foles is going to make that throw. I mean, you heard him last week. Look, look, I'm not saying that he's the first quarterback to throw a pass like he did to Anthony Miller to win the game in Atlanta. But, I mean, he told Anthony Miller flat out, you guys heard the sound, you saw the zoom. I'm going to throw the ball to the L in Falcons <laughs> on the end zone, okay? Uh, on the end zone turf where it says Falcons, where the L is, I'm putting the ball there. You better be there. If, if, if this guy's coming hot and I'm going to get drilled, I'm putting the ball on the L. What does he do? Puts the ball on the L. Anthony Miller was at, was at the L, um, makes the catch, and they win the game. It's stuff like that. It's the accuracy. And, again, it yeah. is the decision-making. I think that's where they feel like, this is going to help them out if Foles can stay healthy and if everything goes according to plan, which we all know in the NFL, sometimes that just does not happen for, for various reasons. Right. So, yeah, obviously it would take a injury to take Foles out of that starting position because we're not going backwards to Trubisky. I would think it would take some of the worst. Now, I have seen a lot of bad quarterback play in my time on the Bears. I'm not saying that I haven't seen play that could get Trubisky put back in there, but I don't think they believe they're going to get that type of performance from Nick Foles. But injury, that, that is absolutely has to be yeah. a concern. Uh, Nick Foles got hurt in the first game against Jacksonville last year, suffered a big injury, did try to come back, wasn't the same. Um, he, has, he suffered injuries in the past. He's 31. He doesn't move as well as Trubisky. So, yes, and then that's why, really, to spin this forward a little bit, 
it is important that Trubisky be ready to go. You, you never know. Now, there was a bit of a hubbub yesterday when they <laughs> signed Tyler Bray off the practice squad to the active roster. He, he is inactive this week. Um, they did protect him. Uh, look, this could have been a case of them trying to give him a little extra money, you know, putting him on an active roster for the week, you know, reward the guy for, for, for being, you know, uh, just a good guy and, you know, helping out and being behind the scenes and working inside that quarterback room and, and maybe doing, you know, maybe he's trying to help Nick Foles even a little more, um, you know, get better familiarized with, with the scheme that Nagy's running here. So there was nothing to that. Uh, Trubisky is still the number two quarterback. And if he really wants to have a shot, to sign someplace to be a starter or compete for a starting job next year, if he gets called upon, he needs to be ready. He needs to know the playbook. He needs to understand what he's supposed to do. So I think he will uh, stay with it. I think he will be mentally into it. Um, and I think he knows that's his best chance to, to kind of uh, resuscitate his career as a starter when he probably mm-hmm. leaves Chicago at the end of the season. Yeah. J.D., look at uh, Nick Foles' sixth team that he's been on. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, the resume is sterling in some parts, but, you know, postseason, 98.8 rating, sub-80 rating in one-third of his games. It's maybe not all or nothing, but um, there are reasons he's moved around the league. Uh, what Moving forward here, how consistent a quarterback. It's great that he, you know, has a short memory, can flush bad plays, and he's unflappable and fearless. But when it comes to actually the X's and O's, you know, what kind of quarterback moving forward are the Bears going to see in Nick Foles? I think X's and O's wise, Brian, he's pretty good. Um, I don't think that guys like Frank Reich and, you know, Andy Reid and Matt Nagy and all these coaches would, would praise him um, as far as being a smart guy, an X's and O's quarterback, a hard worker, a guy that knows the scheme. I don't think they would do that if that wasn't the case. Now, that being said, look, when you're on your, what do you say, 15 in nine years Six. and you're yep. 31, yeah, he had two stints in, with the Eagles, so that he double-dipped there. Yep. Look, you are what you are. I mean, this is not, you know, future Hall of Famer coming in here to play. Um, <laughs> he's going to make mistakes. Um, there has been that, that underlying issue here where he hasn't been able to find a long-term home. No, maybe that's something that he is able to do. I'm writing, actually writing that story for next week. You know, the example, the comparable I could use is Rich Gannon. And Rich Gannon bounced around from a bunch of teams, and then he joins the Raiders late in his career. And I think he had like four straight years of Pro Bowl appearances, and he led them to a Super Bowl where they lost. But he took them there. So stuff like that can happen. But, and Matt Nagy talked about it this week. He said, well, yeah, quarterbacks are playing so much later now that when you're 31, 32, you could find a place late in your career and, and have a long run there. I think that's what Nick Foles is trying to achieve. Uh, but based on his past track record, I think everyone is correct and in their rights to be skeptical whether or not that can actually happen. Hey, J.D., uh, Tariq Cohen, torn ACL, his season's done. Who do you see stepping into that role? He's been an exciting player to watch, and it has been kind of uh, uh, running back by committee at times. Who do you think is going to step up there? Yeah, I think the most important thing is David Montgomery to get even more touches. I, mm-hmm. I think you don't mess around here. I think he's your number one. Um, give him the ball more. Uh, now, there was, you know, some thought that Artavis Pierce, uh, the young kid they also elevated off the practice squad, would, would help out a little bit. He's inactive today. So he's, so if you wrote about Artavis Pierce, you're disappointed uh, on the Sunday because, once again, <laughs> the guy that they thought you thought might help him out is, is inactive. So he's, he's away. Uh, you know, I'm sure Cordero Patterson will get a couple of touches like usual. They got Ryan Nall. But I just think it's, it's the, to me, the answer is the simplest one. You got a running back that you feel is an every down back, like David Montgomery, give him the ball. You draft him yeah. to be a three down back, turn him into that. So I think, I think that's what I would, I would do. I, I would just give the ball a lot more to Montgomery today than they have over the first three games. J.D., when you look at big plays, you know, Nick Foles is certainly more capable of delivering the and connecting on the deep ball than I think Mitch has he struggled, obviously. But the Bears have had nine plays, pass plays of 20 or more yards so far this season, and the Colts have only allowed six of those chunk plays. Um, what gives today? Which, uh, which Does the offense get the better of the Colts' defense? Well, and Brian, that's a huge improvement for the Bears over last year. 
Sure. Because they had no explosive plays. They were one of the worst. Well, one of the worst in almost everything offensively. But, I mean, in explosive plays, chunk plays, uh, they were one of the worst. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to give. I mean, I know the Bears are going to try it. I know that's, that's the plan coming in. Um, you know, you got to make sure that offensive line plays well today. Um, they got to do a little bit better holding their blocks for Foles because, again, he's not as elusive as Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not saying he won't run, but you probably don't want him running as much. Um, I think this is a really good game. I really do. Now, I, I'll say that uh, I'll tell you guys this because, you know, they make us give our picks on, you know, like Wednesday for ESPN.com. Bold I did pick the Colts. Then the game got moved to this late window, and we all know the Phillip Rivers curse of 60 minutes. Whenever the, the Philip Rivers is playing, leading into 60 minutes on CBS, it comes on. It throws a lot of late interceptions. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe the 60 minutes curse with Philip Rivers could tilt the balance here in favor of the Bears. I didn't know that when I had to turn my picket on Wednesday. That's a possibility. But yeah, yeah, listen, I think the Bears will absolutely uh, take their shots, uh, take their shots deep uh, with Nick Foles and see what they can do against the defense that that really has been very opportunistic and. And the Colts are 2-1. and one. I think they're just like the Bears. I think Indianapolis fans are saying, well, okay, the record's pretty good, but how good are they really? And I think today's game could help determine that answer for both teams. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mike Wallace was uh, the lead uh, anchor on 60 Minutes when Phil Rivers started, so he's been around a while. <laughs> I mean, if Jane, I had a dollar for every time I heard, you know, we've well, sit down with the Hungarian president coming up next. Anderson Cooper <laughs> sits down with him. Oh, no, Philip Rivers again. Intercepted, charged with food. I've, I've heard that many times. We'll see if it plays out today. J.D., you're the best. Jeff Dickerson, ESPN Thanks, NFL Nation Bears reporter at Soldier Field. And we will talk to you throughout the week and uh, certainly been, be reading and hearing from you. So enjoy the game. Hopefully uh, the Bears are perfect when it's all said and done at 8 o'clock tonight. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the game as well. He's Jeff Dickerson. You got Mark Zander, Brian Hanley. It's the Point Bets Illinois pregame show on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. We're here till 315, and uh, we'd love to hear from you, Chicago Bears fans, right here on ESPN 1000. Now, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show continues on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And welcome back in. Mark Zander along with Brian Hanley and our great producer Tyler Aki. Bringing you right up to kickoff. We're here until 3.15. The Bears and Colts go at it. At 325 at Soldier Field, and the uh, the Bears looking to go 4-0 for the first time since 2006. The same season, they made it to a Super Bowl, last made it to a Super Bowl. Hey, watch it. You're yeah, creating well, big, lofty expectations. Well, you know, uh, J.D. mentioned yeah. it. If you put basically are a 500 team from here on out, since you are 3-0, no matter how you got here, Mark, you're in pretty good shape going into the postseason. No, you're right. You're right. And looking around the division, again, watching Detroit collapse Yet again today, uh, and and the Vikings are trying. Well, now they've extended their lead at Houston, but they're winless. And uh, they're trying make, to collapse, though. Well, it's make make or break time. <laughs> they they just went up thirty to sixteen at Houston. But I mean, both those teams desperate for a victory because if Minnesota loses today, they're likely not going to the postseason. Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, they they're sitting there with a perfect record. So you're in control of your destiny here, and now the man in control of the Bears' offense is Nick Foles, and we've been talking a lot about Nick Foles and what to expect from him moving forward, Mark, but yeah. you just feel different. You, that Until proven otherwise, you feel like a guy with better command, a guy who's got Super Bowl jewelry and a Super Bowl MVP award. You just feel like you're in better hands with this offense, with this quarterback. Oh, it does feel different, and – yeah, I'm the one thinking, well, maybe this is it where he can find his consistency and, you know, stay away from injuries. And then he could turn into the quarterback that the other five teams never really saw. Of course, I'm an optimist, and, and we'll see how it goes. Got to mention that Points Bet Sportsbook is a fast and easy way to bet. So get your bets in, download the Points Bet app now. Game is at 325. Do you like these late starts, Brian? Um, I, you know, I, I do like the late starts. Um, you know, Fred, Fred was complaining that 
There were too many early games the, the first wait, few wait, weeks wait, of the wait, season. Fred complained about something? Well, yeah, Fred would be the first one to tell you that he, uh, if, if there's something to complain about, he's, he would be <laughs> yeah, there. To, he to, he's there for you. Uh, but it is interesting when you look at Frank Reich and knowing Nick Foles the way he apparently should. Um, last year, when the Colts played Jacksonville, and Nick Foles, it was his first game back since uh, breaking his uh, collarbone, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, Frank Reich and the Colts defense uh, did a pretty good job on Nick Foles. Now, it was, a, you know, a bad Jacksonville team around him, but his QBR that day was 25.2. He had two touchdowns and one interception. He was sacked a couple times, um, and the Colts just ran the ball all over the field against Jacksonville. I don't know how much, if at all, you can go back and go to school on that and look at that tape if you're Matt Nagy or Chuck Pagano and figure out, you know, what you're going to do with this Colts team. But they are a defense now, as, as we've been talking about, uh, among the top in, in any defensive category you can point to. And last, last season, they were middle of the pack, 16-17 in, in that area for most of these mm-hmm. categories. So does that speak to a much improved defense or does that speak to a much weaker schedule starting the season? Well, let's show them how, yeah, you know, it's, uh, they've run into – run into a tougher team and we'll see because obviously we've had a positive change in quarterback and you know what our game uh, I know that uh, Tyler you had brought up the fact that they thought that he was going to maybe have 33 attempts was that it was that the yeah, uh, number was 33 and a half yeah okay um you know will this be Matt Nagy saying showing off his quarterback's arm and and really kind of pushing that? I hope that uh, you know they they mix it up. I I love to see a uh, you know a, a plan that puts the ball into the hands of Montgomery to see where that leads to set up the uh, passing game. I hope it's going to be mixed up. You know, as far as the Colts go, I think we have some audio uh, with Matt Nagy talking specifically on uh, the Colts, and we can start with the uh, audio on which he talks about the Colts' O-line and what the, what they've done. Where it all starts is up front, and that offensive line that they have is dominant. Um, they're, they're very physical. They're nasty. Um, they're, they do a lot of good things in the run game, and so um, we understand that. We know that, and I think if, if you don't have that line, it's a lot different for any running back. So we're going to have uh, our hands full. Our guys are going to be looking forward to the challenge, but they, they, uh, they, they do a really good job, that unit, that offensive line unit, of working in tandem together and creating a lot of holes for their backs. So, Brian, how, how, do, you think, uh, how do you think we're going to do, is, uh, especially for some of our studs on uh, the D-line? Do you well, think we're going to get in there and, and maybe grab a hold of uh, Rivers' jersey today a few times? Well, it, it, you better. And uh, because again, yeah, here's well, a guy. Yeah. Here's a guy who's completing seventy eight percent of his passes. But mm-hmm. here's a guy who's also historically been, you know, risk reward. I mean, big risk, uh, big reward, and sometimes a lot of interceptions. So if you can rattle him early, now you know, do the Colts come in here and just try to minimize the, how much they pass the ball and just try to run against the Bears defense? I wouldn't be shocked if they did, uh, considering it's a road game. But um, you can, you know, you can, if you can get to Philip Rivers, he can give you the ball back. And you know, uh, if you get some decent position, uh, field position for Nick Foles in this offense, I would like to think the Bears can score much more than twenty points. And that's the over/under on the Bears total today is twenty points. And I, I was expecting higher, but I was, uh, you know, I guess that speaks to what. Uh, the odds makers believe the Bears are offensively right now, whether it's Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles. That we're not sure exactly. You know, we talked about the Jimmy Graham matchup today. Uh, you're going to go against some cornerbacks today, and in particular, you're going to go against the uh, the All Pro cornerback for the Colts and um, Xavier Rhodes, who is the reigning AFC Defensive Player of the Week, and um, he had two picks last week against the Jets. Now it's the Jets. But Xavier Rhodes, three-time Pro Bowler, you're going to go against a pretty good secondary that also gets Rocky Yassin back after he missed a couple of weeks last couple of weeks because of an illness. So um, you're going to probably go against the best cornerback duo that you've seen yet uh, this year for the Bears. You know, and it makes sense that they would maybe run the ball a little more. I mean, you know, we gave up uh, 5.7. Yards per carry to Gurley last uh, last week, and uh, you know, and we're 
we're second in the NFL as far as uh, what we're allowing on the ground. So that might be a, uh, a tact to take against the Bears, but you'll see as we get into our bold predictions that I'm really going to have a bold prediction, probably a ridiculous prediction, but I'll stay with it. Um, we also have Coach Nagy talking about the Colts' defense and what it's going to take to uh, score against them. They're really working in unison right now. That, that front line, man, they get after you. They're, they're nasty. They, they really do. And then those linebackers just flat out can run. And then their DBs are opportunistic ball hawks that just make plays. I mean, they are playing really, really good defensive football right now. I think they're well coached. Um, and it's safe football. Uh, you, you see it on tape. I don't care, um, you know, who you're playing, when you're playing, and why you're playing. They, they just – they're good. And so we know that, that we're going to have our hands full. Um, they do a lot of really good things, and we gotta, we got to be able to match their intensity for sure. That's Bears head coach Matt Nagy, yeah. uh, Mark Zander, Brian Hanley here on the Points Bet Illinois pregame show. When we come back, we'll take you inside Indianapolis Colts locker room and give you a scouting report – on the Colts, who are among the uh, top defenses in the league, and they come in here 2-1 and one, and as a favorite at Soldier Field, Mike Wells, ESPN NFL Nation Colts reporter, will join us in just a few on the ESPN 1000 Points Bet Illinois pregame show. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with a new morning show, Cap and Jay Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Points Bet Illinois pregame show on ESPN 1000. He's Mark Zander. I'm Brian Hanley. Tyler Aki, our great producer behind the glass. And let's get out to the Corona Hotline where we find Mike Wells, ESPN NFL Nation Colts reporter. Welcome to the show, Mike. How you doing? Hey, What's going on, fellas? Uh, but I, I got a question before we get going, man. Um, yes, sir. How, how in the world do you two put up with Jeff Dickerson and Jonathan Hood? That's the question I have, really. Uh, How much time do we have? Yeah, I've known I've known Jay Hood for thirty years and JD for about twenty years. And uh, don't yeah, say that too loud. Now you don't no. want to say that too loud. Well, that's why I get Xanax every week too. I have to refill the prescription. Jay Hood sounds like a nineteen uh, eighties R and B late night DJ when he talks, man. And I say that with love for my oh, man. Oh, he's uh, the best. Hood. He he is yeah. absolutely the best. He is, and I love JD. You know, two good friends of mine. So I, I always got to give them a hard time. The same way Dickerson, Dickerson gave me a hard time on Indianapolis radio this week. Well, how about this? JD just told us he's picking well, the Colts today, Mike. And uh, you know, it's interesting. You have this Colts defense. Uh, the numbers say great. Uh, maybe the opposition that they face says not not nearly as good. And you have a perfect Bears team in terms of record. But we've all watched. The, everyone here in Chicago has watched the first three weeks. And you wonder exactly how good this 3-0 Bears team is. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny. Um, I, I wrote a story last week for ESPN about the Colts' defense, you know, being the stingiest in the league. And, of course, you know, all the tough Twitter people were like, oh, they haven't played anybody. But, w- yes, that that is correct. I mean, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings stunk it up. And we know how bad Sam Darnold and the New York Jets are. But if it was the other way around and they couldn't stop those teams – they would be killing the Colts defense for saying, "Oh, they're horrible." Basically, they did they did what they had to do out there against those teams, and I do think this will be a good test. I believe um, um, uh, Nick Foles will be a, a tougher quarterback than if uh, Mitchell Trubisky was the starting quarterback for this Colts defense. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting. And JD and I were joking about it because he picked the Colts and I picked the Bears to uh, to uh, win today. And you know, I <laughs> joked with him and said, "Hey, basically, what what this says is neither one of us are homers." <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to ask you, uh, Mike. Um, it's early, no preseason, but so far, how has Philip Rivers' presence impacted the Colts this season? Either side of the coin. You know, the best thing that happened for the Colts was, I, I, you know, after they lost that Week One game at Jacksonville, Philip Rivers threw the ball forty-six times. The age thirty-eight. And without the same arm strength he had, you know, when he was putting up great numbers with the uh, Chargers, the Colts realized they can't bank on Rivers have you know attempting 46 passes. He threw two interceptions that game. 
they now they are relying on that defense and the running game to kind of lighten the load for Rivers in the passing game. Uh, you know, Ralph Rivers, he doesn't have to sling it that many times. He simply has to, you know, complete the throws that he want, that he that they're gonna uh, in the offense that they're gonna call and let Jonathan Taylor, you know, the talented running back after out of Wisconsin, run behind what I believe is arguably the best offensive line in the NFL, led by Quentin Nelson. And we've seen what the Colts defense has done the past couple of weeks. So lighten the low for River Philip Rivers is going to be the key in the final thirteen games of the season for the Colts. Uh, how important is Xavier Rhodes going to be today uh, with Nick Foles in the this offense? Oh, definitely. I mean, you talk about night and day. I mean, I talk about Phillip Rivers being night and day since week one. Xavier Rhodes got embarrassed in week one against the Jaguars, and all of a sudden, you know, two weeks later, he has, you know, uh, two interceptions, a pick six, and then he picks off Sam Darnold in the end zone, um, and he's the um, a, um, excuse me, the AFC defensive player of the week. So it is going to be huge for for Rhodes. And, you know, Chicago fans, you guys know about Rhodes from his time with the Minnesota Vikings. So it, it'll be key for Rhodes to continue to carry this momentum over going forward uh, for that Colts secondary, especially because they're going to be without T.J. Carey, the talented cornerback um, today. You know, Mike, when you, know, you look. Is. And, and I was going to, uh, you know, it's obvious. I was going to mention uh, Taylor. It, it's obvious what a challenge that we're going to have. You know, seeing as though we gave up almost six yards of run to Gurley uh, last week, the Bears definitely have to work on their defense against the run. And that is one of the things that, uh, you know, the Colts will bring to Soldier Field today. What can we do? I mean, you're, you're calling the Bears for a win. What can we do to really kind of negate that? Um, well, you got to put, you gotta, you gotta put the Colts in a they got to put you got to. They have to put the Colts in a second and long, third and long situation, which means you're, mm-hmm. you're forcing Philip Rivers to be to throw the football. And you know, just like I alluded to, uh, you know, several minutes ago, you know, if you're the Bears, you want Philip Rivers to throw the ball forty plus times. If you do that, that means the Colts are you know essentially abandoning the running game and you put them in opposite uh, in, in a passing situation. Um, I got a laugh out of Chuck Pagano. I was on the, you know, you guys as a defensive coordinator. I was on the Zoom call with him last week, and he, you know, somebody asked him about the run defense. He goes, "Yeah, we have to get better." Because what they give up? What a buck forty-four to the Falcons last week. Yeah. If, if I'm Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni, I'm like, we are going to crown, ground and pound the ball against this Bears defense force, and, and you know, and just wear them out and keep that the Bears offense on the sideline. Now, it, if, mm-hmm. if Chicago gets up early. And then Rivers has to throw the football. The game is, you know, completely favoring Chicago. And Mike, there's going to be a Trey Burton sighting at Soldier Field today, coming off the injury reserve list with a calf injury. Bears obviously cut him. Um, how much is he going to be uh, a part of the uh, Colts' uh, game plan? Tight ends, tight ends, tight ends. They love tight ends with Frank Reich and Philip Rivers. I mean, Mo. I mean. Uh, did you guys have to Google and see who Mo Ali Cox was when you guys did a scouting <laughs> report on the Colts last week? I mean, you probably first thing that popped up was you know VCU college basketball and Shaka Smart. But I mean, listen, nobody knew who Mo Ali Cox really was, and all of a sudden he leads tight ends in in um in yards this season. That tells you how much they love the tight ends. Now you have three tight ends who can catch the football, meaning Jack Doyle, who's a pro bowler, Mo Ali Cox, and now Trey Burton, a guy that um, Bears fans. You know, probably weren't upset about when they cut him loose because when no. he played in half, half, half the games last season because of injuries. And, of course, and I, I was wondering if the injuries were going to carry over here to Indianapolis when he went down before the start of the regular season. So, yeah, they're going to they're gonna try – they're going to try to feed the tight ends. They're going to feed them as much as possible uh, today against Chicago. Is this going to be a high-scoring affair? Uh, I'm going to say no. I, I will say I will say it's not going to be a, a high scoring affair. I, I mean, when, when I say high scoring, I think I had the final score like uh, 26, 21, or something like that. High scoring to me is 30 plus. So I think there's there's mm-hmm. going to be an opportunity for points to get on the board. Um, I just I don't think it's going to be what I'm looking at right now. On my TV scoring Tampa and, right. and the Chargers 35, 31, or anything like that. How much does it uh, help Indy that Frank Reich is so familiar with Nick Foles? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm not going to – I mean, because Nick Foles is in a different offense, so I, I don't, I'm not going to put mm-hmm. too much stock into it. Now, if okay. Nick Foles was the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles right now, I would say it would play a huge factor. But, I mean, you had Foles with the Jaguars last, last season. The Colts did beat Foles last year when he started, the, you know, before he got benched in favor of Gardner Minshew. 
But, I mean, he may know some tendencies, but I don't think it's going to be as big of a factor as uh, some may, may tend to think it is. Mike, we appreciate your time today. Uh, interesting, uh, yeah, as thanks, you said, Mike. you're picking the Bears. Our guy, J.D., is picking the Colts. And uh, <laughs> one of you is going to be right unless we end up in a tie. So No, we can't have a tie. I can't stand ties in football, man. <laughs> no, neither can I. And, like, hey, just, and when you guys talk to my man, Jay Hood, just call him the bootleg version of Barry White with his voice, man, all right? Just make sure he knows that. <laughs> we'll play it back for him. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. All right, fellas, you guys enjoy the game today, fellas. You too. Take care. He's Mike Wells, ESPN NFL Nation, covering the Colts. And uh, interesting perspective, Mark, that, uh, you know, he's he's maybe not as sold on the the Colts' defense, even though the numbers say great, and J.D.'s maybe not sold on, on the Bears as a whole, even though the record says perfect. I know. Yeah, it, it, it's funny, but that just shows you it's really going to be a good contest today. And I really think the Bears have – we thought that Atlanta was going to be a tough matchup, and to the end it was. But I think we may see something a little tougher this week, especially with that uh, that defense of the Colts. we got to find a way to, you know, get some things done. But we have Nick Foles, so we have some confidence, right? Yes, we have confidence. And check back with me at halftime, and I'll let you know – how much more confidence or less confidence yeah, I have. Right. Well, confidence is a minute by minute. Wouldn't you well, agree? Well, hey, you know, look, it, it, you know, they've gotten the 3-0 by coming back from the dead and by building a 17-point lead and holding on for dear life. So if you can tell me if they can put four quarters together today, I'll tell you if they're going to be 4-0 and uh, when they leave Soldier Field. But, I, you know, I have to see it to believe it because so far it starts and stops. Right, and, and to – to think that before uh, the first kickoff, we thought that we would see some comebacks like we have in the first part of the season. We could have predicted that. Yeah, I mean, look, it takes so much. Everything has to go your way. And last week it didn't. I mean, you had two touchdown passes negated by, you know, whether good calls or bad calls. But, you know, it looked like you were going to be laughing by the time it was all said and done. But when you're coming back, from 16-point deficits, you have to have a break or two. And, you know, they didn't they didn't get a break or two. They got a quarterback switch uh, last week. So here's an idea. You're at home. Let's start seeing a Chicago Bears team that uh, can score consistently in the first and second quarters, that can build a 17-point lead at half as they did against the Giants and then hit the mm-hmm. gas after halftime and, and win a laugher. I mean, you shouldn't have to be sitting there at the last play of the game when you're up comfortably like that. Now, you know, it's the NFL. Look around. Uh, you know, Mike just referenced Tampa. Tampa's finally beating the, the Chargers today, 35-31, but they were down big early. Um, yeah. It takes so much energy and everything to go right to come back from big deficits in the NFL. And um, you can make life easier on yourself by building a lead, allowing yourself to run the ball and, and working that clock and uh, getting out of there with a 4-0 record. Yeah, no doubt. In 4-0, if that happens today after all is said and done, hasn't happened like that in 14 years, and we know what happened in uh, with the Bears in 2006. We've, we're going to hear some Nick Foles audio when we come back here, and uh, then we'll eventually get to our bold predictions. Kickoffs at 325 from Soldier Field this afternoon. Bears football. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Peace up. A-Town. Welcome back in. It's the Points Bet Illinois pregame show right here on ESPN 1000. He's Mark Zander. I'm Brian Hanley. Tyler Aki producing and uh, running the board as he always does. We always are very appreciative of Tyler helping us out each and every week here on yeah. the pregame show. Fred's off, and uh, we hope he's enjoying his day. I'm sure he's got five TVs going and watching uh, lots of Sick. early NFL and, and a lot of surprising uh, results so far to this point, Mark. I mean, the Cleveland Browns are just taking it to Dallas right now, 41-30. to 30. Minnesota's That's hanging out. Yeah, Minnesota's trying to turn their season around and get a win down at Houston, leading by a score of 31-23, and the Detroit Lions – up early, up by a couple scores early, and now New Orleans is in full control of that game, 35-21. Just looking around the NFC Central a little bit, and the Bears, a late game today, 325 Soldier Field. We're talking about it, bringing you up 
right till 315, and we're taking your calls, 312-332-3776. And we have a few polls at ESPN 1000 right now, and we'll wrap those up before we get out of here. PointsBet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on sports you care about. Download the PointsBet app now to get $100 in free bets when you deposit 20 bucks with code ESPN. So we have some audio here on Nick Foles himself, but we wanted to make sure to get this in here with a, uh, a question that was asked of him on players rallying around his uh, backup role. And your experience as a fill-in starter, have you felt uh, teammates kind of gravitate to you and you know, become more mentally tethered or create some abstract connection? Or is that just kind of a myth that comes with winning in these situations? No, I, I think it's just when you step in the huddle, guys can feel your, I guess, energy or like your composure or, or whatever it may be. And the thing is, uh, just step in the huddle, just instilling confidence in the guys with how you say the play, uh, what you do on the field, obviously the throws you make. That's, you know, you can do those things in a locker room, but going on the field and going on the field of battle in tough situations being and being able to overcome them. Uh, gain confidence from your teammates and that's where that that's happened throughout my career uh it's not one player that's what where we get it so wrong is we think it's one player no it's a team it's an organization uh you you have a we have a great locker room here uh we've had a crazy start this season but i've been along or in several locker rooms and this is a really special locker room and uh, i think we forget that we look too much at statistics and win losses and uh, you think too big. It's actually really simple. It's the guys that are tightest that believe in each other and don't waver and go out there and do their job because they care about the guy next to them. It's really that simple, but that's very hard to do because that means you actually have to know each other and get to know each other and care about each other. And, you know, some people don't want to do that because it's a business. And if you approach it that way, um, it becomes difficult in my opinion. Well, I, I like what he's saying there, Brian. Yeah, look, it's terrific that that room is as tight as Nick Foles uh, tells you it is. And it's great that he's got the intangibles of a short memory and of being confident and unflappable and fearless. And it's going to be interesting, though, to see how they execute the offense in actuality in terms of how do they how does this offense look different, uh, if at all, with Nick Foles? Uh, running it versus Mitch Trubisky. We talked about it earlier in the show. Mitch is obviously a mobile quarterback. Nick Foles, he's not that. So you're mm-hmm. going to see him probably working exclusively out of the shotgun. Um, against this Colts team, how much do you go downfield? As much as the Bears has had success, we talked about with J.D. Mark, that they've been able to pick up chunk plays, uh, explosive plays, 20 or more yards, passing plays more often this year than they have in the past. But again, do you tempt uh, a Colts defense that's got a, a league-leading six interceptions so far. So, I mean, do you, it would be very interesting to see in short order how much Matt Nagy, um, does he turn it into air falls, or does he keep to a much more balanced approach as he did with Mitch Trubisky, get that ground game going and, and do that by committee, in, including without Tariq Cohen, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know, in that audio, I, I like what he's saying that, it, it, you know, it's team – it's not about individuals. Everybody's got to know each other. And today is going to be day one of really getting to know people on the team down by down And as he's uh, starting the game. Here's how he feels in this offense. Again, this is Nick Foles. I feel really comfortable. And I think that, you know, going in this week, the, the con- there's been a lot of great conversations. And, um, you know, even last game, um, I felt more of myself when I stepped into that situation, just playing and getting to just do things that I like to do. Um, in a chaotic situation. So it's, uh, you know, I'm definitely a lot more comfortable than I was, but, you know, that's what this week would be great to go out there and practice and get a preparation week and go through the plays and study the plays and watch watch practice after practice and fine-tune everything. So, um, you know, I'm hoping by the time it's game time, we've grown even more. Yeah, and it's a process for sure. How do you think things have turned out with no preseason? Does this make things more interesting for you, Brian, without well, the you'll... preseason? Or, I mean, because we're kind of – first two games are kind of preseason for everybody to think about it. Yeah, I thought we'd see uh, messier football, uh, if that's the, the right terminology. Right. In the first – I thought we'd see a lot more, yeah. more penalties, a lot more holding pe- penalties. And 
Uh, we haven't. I mean, they've been pretty clean games. And even last uh, last week, some questionable, I mean, the officiating was amateur hour, let's be honest, in Atlanta, <laughs> to the point where the Bears had two penalties. Uh, you know, they had the, uh, the roughing penalty, which was questionable, and then the illegal forward pass after the turnover. And, you know, it was called offsetting to begin with. But, um, you know, Akeem Hicks knows that anything close to roughing the quarterback is going to get you a flag as much as he doesn't think you know, it was necessarily an over, overtly physical play. Um, the defense is going to have to pressure Philip Rivers uh, today, and you're going to have to see consistent yeah. pressure. Yeah, There's no way he can approach that 78% completion um, mark that he's had to this point in the season. So uh, you got to make life difficult for Philip Rivers. So it'll be interesting to see exactly if that defense, which has had some struggles, um, they played, had some you know real good moments and then some pedestrian moments, if they can put together a, a complete game as well and give the offense a little, a little bit more breathing room. Absolutely. We definitely need to see that. And we were talking to Mike Wells. He is the, um, uh, the ESPN NFL Nation Colts reporter. And a lot of his, a lot of has been made of the relationship with Nick Foles and Frank Reich, the now head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Here's Nick talking about Frank Reich and what uh, he meant to him earlier in his career. I think the big thing with Frank was it, it wasn't so much about football. Like when we talk, it was just about life and, you know, our faith. And, you know, it was really simple. I mean, he was the one who really figured me out as a player and realized that we had it all wrong and that they just threw some plays out there one day and said, just go play these plays. We've studied you. These are the plays you do. And sure enough, something triggered inside of me. And he figured me out as a player um, to where even during games when I'd come to the sidelines, he like they're usually coaches want to coach you up and do all this. He'd just say, just keep feeling it. Just keep doing it. Like he wouldn't say much. He'd, and there, at first it's sort of weird because you're not used to a coach not doing that, but he's like, I trust you. Just go do your thing. Um, I think no matter what, if I threw an interception or I threw a touchdown, like he, he cared more about the person than the player. And that, that says a lot about him. And, you know, that's why I have all the respect in the world. Anyone who's played for Frank will probably say the same thing. I, I know that uh, when he went to Indianapolis from Philly, that we were all sad to see him go, but happy for his opportunity to be a head coach because we knew he deserved it um, just because of the man he is. So he obviously, as y'all can tell, means a lot to me. Um, and it's a lifelong relationship. It really you is. Know, Mike it? Wells did did kind of say that you know because he's not with Philadelphia anymore, the the fact that he knows Nick Foles shouldn't play too much into what's happening today on the field. Yeah, and and you know another storyline, Mark, is that Frank Reich was on the Bears uh, was on the Bears list when they went ahead and hired Matt Nagy, right? So um, he he could end oh, up true. here yeah. just as easily. Uh, when we come back, we are going to have our bold predictions. We'll tell you what we think is going to happen today at Soldier Field when the Bears try to go 4-0 for the first time since 2006 when they face a very good Colts defense. How good is that Colts defense? Well, we're going to find out in short order right here on the mm-hmm. Points Bet Illinois pregame show. Mark Zander, Brian Hanley coming back in just a few. Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN1000. And welcome back into the Points Bat Illinois pregame show on ESPN 1000. He's Mark Zander. I'm Brian Hanley, Tyler Aki, producing our show throughout the season. And uh, we'll take your calls, 312-332-3776. You can follow me on Twitter at BrianHanley534. And you can follow Mr. Zander at ZanderRocker. That's uh, Zander, O-C-K-E-R. Yeah, Xander Rocker, one R in the middle, all one uh, word. So we have Twitter polls on Twitter, and we're going to wrap these things up before we get to our bold predictions. I know, uh, Tyler, you threw in a uh, poll regarding who should step up for Tariq Cohen or what that situation should be, right? Basically, what I asked was, who is going to pick up the touches now that Tariq Cohen is lost for the season? David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson, or Ryan Nall? 
This one is actually a, a little bit off of what I thought it would be. So David Montgomery leads the way with 62% of the vote, Cordero Patterson with thirty, about 33% of the vote, and then Ryan Null with 5%. But I kind of liked what J.D. said earlier. If you think this is a guy who's going to be a three-down back for you, I would expect this poll to be a lot closer towards Montgomery at 80%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would well, be interesting. I would agree. Cordell is really fun to watch, but Montgomery's your guy. You have to go with him. And I know it's probably not going to be a surprise to whomever you're playing, but that's your guy you got to go. And uh, one of our other Twitter polls uh, at ESPN 1000 is, can Nick Foles be a consistently reliable starting quarterback for your Chicago Bears? And not surprisingly, Tyler, the confidence is off the charts. For oh, Bears yes. Nation. The uh, the Bears Kool-Aid, the orange and blue tinted <laughs> glasses. So, yes, carrying the way here with 83% of the vote. 83%. Is that more of an endorsement for Nick Foles? Or yes. is the reliability more of a It's a also thought a process? slap at Yes, it's also exactly. A slap at Mitch. Or not just Mitch, but how about the past, like, 40 years of quarterbacking in this city? Oh. Is, is that what this is? Hey, Yo, hey uh, Eric Kramer was okay. <laughs> uh, Peter Tom Willis, not so much. Um, <laughs> I you mentioned that last or a couple weeks ago. It's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot well, about him. Uh, yeah, I think someone was keeping track of uh, when Brett Favre was quarterbacking the Green Bay Packers all those years yeah. and was going to take that ball week in, week out, no matter if he was 100% or not. The Bears went through 33 different quarterback changes. Now, think about that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's there's – there's franchise quarterbacks, and then there's the Chicago Bears. I mean, the fact sure. that Sid, Sid Luckman still holds a number of the quarterbacking records in, in Bears franchise history tells you all, you know, we haven't gotten the quarterback. You know, Jay, Jay Cutler would look like an upgrade, and we all lived through that, right? Um, they just haven't gotten the quarterback right in decades. I mean, that's not an exaggeration, and we no, talked about it. Rex Grossman took you to a, the, your last Super Bowl, and then Kyle Orton was trying to – uh, unseat him right so and that's the you well, know it's not surprising you're right but i think a lot of them are just that that is more the attitude against uh trubisky we're the trubisky truthers i don't know what happened i guess they're there in the 17 <laughs> percent somewhere <laughs> they're going to stick to their guns and uh you know how much will this offense look different today uh with nick Foles? It, it, you know at the helm uh, as the new starting quarterback, you would think, oh, well, you know, they're going to score many more points, right? And if he had arguably five touchdown passes in seven minutes last week against Atlanta, he can light up the board start to finish today. And we give you four choices on terms of offensive offensive Bears points, not defensive Bears points, but right. just the offense. And no one expects them to be, you know, basically shut out by the Colts. So we went zero to nine points. That's 5.9%. And uh, I think the over-under on points bet Illinois app is 20 and a half. How does the, the rest of the choices fare? How so do the, rest of- the 10 to 20 range is currently second place right now, 26%, 31 plus at 8%. And then with nearly 60% of the vote is the 21 to 30 okay. point vote, which... So lining, lining up with what they're predicting, what the, uh, the line is, sure. Yeah, v- vaguely right there. And, and maybe this mm-hmm. is just the the public perception, too. I don't know. But like you kind of said, um, Nick Foles did kind of throw five touchdowns. But again, it's it's a kind of throw five touchdowns. Yeah, Can right. he do that well, now against a defense that, again, is, you're facing the top defense in the league now as opposed to one of the five depleted, worst. Yeah, yes. depleted Atlanta, not only a bad defense going into the game, but without six or seven of its defensive starters. So you should have been able... It shouldn't have had to get the the points on the board in in the fashion that you did with a with a quarterback switch. It should have been much easier, much earlier for Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky in that offense. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. how this all plays out today. Yeah, you know, I, I'm liking the fact that we're facing the number one defense. This is going to be a real test for Nick as the starter. We might as well get it out of the way. Now, another poll that we had, the last one on uh, Twitter at ESPN 1000, with the news coming out that Cam Newton tested positive for COVID-19, and then we had 13 players and personnel involved with the Tennessee Titans testing positive. We had no positive tests this morning, according to Adam Schefter. Will the pandemic have more of an impact on the NFL than it actually did for the MLB? 
So that one oh, right how there. Did that look? Yeah, that one right there. Currently, yes. So yes, it will have more of an impact on the NFL season than the MLB season at eighty percent. We kind of see what it's at now. We kind of see the semi-finished product, at least from the regular season perspective and through the first couple of mm-hmm. days of the playoffs, and now they're going into that quasi-bubble, uh, one on the West Coast and then one in Texas. But right. I-, I would probably say, I mean, I think we've already kind of seen it have more yeah. of an impact on the NFL season because you're seeing these schedulations. Everything's getting moved around throughout the, the season, and I think the NFL... They've done a good job so far on the fly, but what happens when this you see this in week what ten, and you can't shuffle things around right. as much? Well, and you see more than more than two teams. Okay, two teams mean four teams are affected. But say you see three or four teams affected in real time, double that, and you know. And going back to MLB, certainly the Cardinals had to sit down uh, for a long time. And what they do, they came back and beat the Cubs and the uh, White Sox, swept them both. The Cardinals had to sit. The Marlins had to sit. So those are pretty impactful things that happened to MLB. But this could be worse. And you see the poll shows that, you know, 80% agree with that. Well, and the thing is, Mark, you know, with the early baseball struggles with the uh, COVID testing coming up positive, you know, there were reports that the Cardinals were, you know, a lot of them were at a casino in Milwaukee the night before a mm-hmm. game. And and so it's ultimately comes down to people following protocols and doing the yep. best they can to stay out of bad situations or risky situations, high risk situations. And it's one thing at, on college campuses, college kids, whether you're playing football or not, are going to be college kids and they're going to want to socialize and be out and be among their friends and, and at parties. But as a professional, even though you're a player in your young mid twenties, you have to understand that it's up to you uh, that your entire team's, season may be at risk by you making a, a poor decision or two, right? And putting yourself and you in know a situation. That there's some investigation going on, especially in Tennessee, as to what might have, you know, caused this. Sure. And, and, and we've seen already fines being levied against some coaches that aren't wearing masks. So, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see as we move through another week, how these protocols are being taken now if there was a lapse in, let's say, you know, some of these protocols across the league and how people are reacting to that now, seeing a real impact. And to that point, Matt Nagy is a great uh, example to everyone in that locker room because he said he feels naked without his mask on. And so it does start with the top guys, right? It, it starts mm-hmm. with a tone set by the head coach. And those are the little things that will help a team uh, not only get through a, a difficult season, but you know that it, it. If he says that's the way it should be, then guys are going to fall in line and do it. And if your top leaders on your team, you know, let everyone in that locker room know how you should go about your business. Likely they'll go about their business in the right way. Um, before we get out of business here in just a few minutes, yep. we have bold predictions. Mark, you want to uh, start it off for us? Okay. Yeah, I teased this earlier in that we're talking about how. Um, you know, we might have a challenge with the defense and how we need to pressure uh, 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 Rivers. I'm calling for four stacks today. Uh, wow. stacks today. That's pretty bold. I know it's borderline, maybe ridiculous, but I'm thinking we're going to get to fill up four times. Well, I'm going to uh, go to the Bears offense, and as much as it might be, People might be anticipating air falls and, and you know, over under points bet Illinois is 33 uh, pass attempts for uh, Nick Foles. I'm going to say the running game is going to be leaned on heavily. And I'm going to say not David Montgomery, but I'm going to say uh, Mr. Patterson is going to get not one but two touchdowns today. Wow. That okay. is a bold one right there. I This one shouldn't be bold, but we've gotten to this point in the season now. Khalil Mack is going to draw a holding penalty. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd that he has yet to get one this year. And that he is not. I mean, it's right? unbelievable. He's held probably every other play, and we haven't seen it one time. So I'm going to say it doesn't sound bold, but in reality, it is bold. Khalil Mack, he, he's going to draw a holding today. I mean, Just really. one, though, Tyler? Just one? Just one. They, they, they can't give too many out against Khalil Mack. That would be, that'd be yeah. criminal for the, for the stripes. <laughs> the floodgates don't open after the first flag drops, and then all of a sudden it's every other play. No, it's oh, not going to happen yeah, that way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll lead to some of the sacks that Xander's talking about, though. 
Well, yeah, you know, well, uh, hopefully they, they've got to see something eventually, right? Well, he would hope so. I mean, if he's in the backfield, as the the number of times he has been and would uh, would hope to be, he would hope that someone is going to have to try to grab onto the jersey and hope, slow him up a little bit. Uh, it is interesting though because uh, whatever happens today at Soldier Field, the Bears going to have a quick turnaround Thursday night game against Tampa and Tom Brady, and the Illinois the points bet Illinois pregame show will start at six o'clock Thursday night. And uh, Mark and I will be back to uh, bring you up to speed on your Chicago Bears. Your hopefully perfect 4-0 Chicago Bears for the first time since 2006. That will be terrific. And uh, we now turn it over to the Bears to get that job done today at Soldier Field against the Indianapolis Colts. We want to thank everyone who uh, joined us today, including Jeff Dickerson, Mike Wells. We, of course, thank our great producer, Tyler Aki. Mark Zander, thanks to you, as always. And... um, Look forward to talking to you Thursday night, talking Bears football twice within a week. Can't get much better than that unless it's three times. (laughs) We're out of here. Have a good day. Take care. We've got the points by the Illinois pregame show. Thanks, everyone.